You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum ladies and gentlemen and welcome, good morning to Green Dean, your early morning environmental wake up call. Now on the show today we're going to be talking about transport, sustainable transport, sustainable travel and we're going to be joined in the studio by Shagufta Anwar who I'm sure many of you will know from Bikes for Good. So she'll be joining us later on but first let's look a little bit about sustainable travel. What is sustainable travel and why is it so important? So sustainable travel is really important for a number of reasons but number one being that the main pollutant that we have, the main environmental impact um, thing in the UK that we have is transport. In most other countries it's farming or agriculture or production it's things like that whereas here in the UK or primarily in Scotland it is transport that's causing the biggest pollutants for us <clears throat> some of our streets in Glasgow are are two and three and four times above the recommended pollutant rate which is unbelievable it's just shocking you know we're walking about in this and having to breathe in this air and it's it's really bad it's really bad for us it's really bad for the environment and I'm sure as, as many will of you might have seen, or, or maybe not, but, but I think many of you will have probably seen it by now, that the City Council are trying to do a lot to counteract these pollutants and trying to do a lot to make the environment a bit better in the city centre. So they've introduced things like these living walls. So it's big walls that are um, made of moss and plants that absorb all of the pollutants, well, not all of them, we're producing a bit much for that, and they're only little. So they're, produce, they're, they're soaking in some of the pollutants and they hold them there. And that's called a carbon sink. Now, remember, way back in the first show, we talked about carbon sinks. And this is this is plants and, and, and things in the environment that soak in the, the, the carbon that we are releasing and hold it there. And then... And then it's not going into the atmosphere. And this carries on in a cycle. It carries on holding it. It carries on keeping it. And so that we don't have to worry so much about the carbon impact. So the more of these kind of things, these carbon sinks that we can keep and have, and especially have around the city centre, which is really polluted, is really important. So now, obviously, as I said, you know, we're going to be joined by Shagufta from Bikes for Good. But there are other things apart from cycling that we can do in order to to reduce our carbon footprint when it comes to travelling. So there are different things like reducing the way that we are are driving, reducing the amount that we're driving, but also reducing the way that we drive. And, And what I mean is, you know, a lot of people drive around speeding about at 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. And this is really bad for the environment. It's really heavy on your petrol and diesel costs. It's really heavy on your engine. So there are different courses that you can take in order to make you more driving, uh, make your driving more efficient and make your, your driving more um, environmental and eco-friendly, which is, is great. I know that when I was working at Almazan, we offered a, a course in this. And also, I know the Green Guardians have offered a course in this and other places have offered courses. And everybody who've taken it have come back and said, yeah, I'm driving much better and driving more environmentally friendly. And it's really cut down in my cost. So again, I know I keep going around this circle of things, folks, but it's, you know, it's protecting the environment. It's protecting your own belongings. So it's looking after your cars a bit better and also it's saving you money. So remember, you're doing a good deed, you're feeling good about it and you're saving money, which alhamdulillah is what we're all looking for and is amazing for all of us. I don't care how much money you have. If there's a way of saving a few pennies, everyone's going to want to do it. So with the driving, there's obviously um, driving more efficiently, but also 
I know it's a bit more expensive and, and not everybody would be in a position to do this, but there is things like thinking about changing a car to a hybrid or an electric car. And, you know, by 2040, the Scottish government are hoping that they will have no more um, petrol or diesel cars, which are just simply petrol and diesel. They'll have to be hybrids. They'll have to be, you know, fully electric. They'll have to be whatever new and amazing, exciting technology they have at the time. You know, they could have anything. We could have flying cars by that point, which would be really exciting for us all. You know, which is great. But also there's other ways that we can also protect environment if we don't have a car. You know, so if you don't have a car or if you're already reducing your miles and reducing your, your the way that you're driving, you know, you're already in the right direction. But there are other ways that we can go that wee bit further. So how about using public transport instead of driving everywhere and driving to the end of the street or driving just round the corner to your mates? You know, how about you jump in a bus or a subway? You know, alhamdulillah, I'm very fortunate. I live in Pollock Shields. So I'm surrounded by public transport. And and it was because of this, because I live in Pollock Shields, it's really central. You know, my husband works within a couple of miles of the house. I, at the time, was working within a couple of miles of the house. We got rid of the car because anywhere we needed to go in Glasgow, we could get a bus or a subway or a train or if it was closer, you know, within the four mile radius, we could cycle, which was brilliant. It was good for us. It was good for the environment. It's good for our health, which is really important as well. It's really important that, you know, we are living this healthy, healthy way. And that, as well as environmental protection, is discussed in the Quran. So you're covering so many aspects of Islamic living just by reducing the amount that you're driving or changing the way that you're driving. You know, which is great, and that's what we want, especially during Ramadan. We're all supposed to take on the, you know, the living embodiment of the Quran. We're supposed to take on the characteristics, the actions, and 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 be closer to our Deen. And how about doing it in a way that's going to protect the environment, protect our bodies? You know, maybe help us live a bit longer. You know, which would be absolutely fabulous. What what could not be beneficial to us from this? And also, there are that you know, if you don't want to do public transport, if you're not a huge fan, or if it's too close or you don't live in an area which is well well you know catered for when it comes to public transport how about putting on your trainers or just your normal shoes and walking you know instead of taking the car round to the doctors or taking the car you know round to the school you know in the morning with the kids and stuff because most of us should live within a catchment area of schools so why not walk to school why not get your kids first thing in the morning you know full of energy all pumped up raring to go and and get them to walk to school which would just be absolutely fabulous so they could be there in their scooters or their bikes or even their roller skates, anything at all, you know, you could find the most exciting, most interesting way to walk backwards and forwards to school. I remember when I was young, my mum used to come and pick us up in the sledge in the winter when it was snowing, and it was always exciting. It was like a, a new journey instead of, you know, jumping in the car and, oh, there we go, drive home, oh, you're home now, and that's it. Why not make it fun? Because after all, life is about the journey. It's not always about the destination. Talking about destinations, though... Bikes, uh, Bikes for Good in the South Side is definitely a destination that people want to be going to and part of. And in the studio today, we've got Shagufta. Shagufta, welcome and thanks so much for joining us. Asalaamu Alaikum. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. No, it's our absolute pleasure to have you here because obviously today we're looking at transport. Bikes for Good are are a massive part of this and really helping the South Side to to get on their bikes. Well, actually the whole of Glasgow. But can you tell us a little bit of the background of of Bikes for Good? Um, 
It was yes, uh huh. It was started uh, by our CEO, so he had a, a bit of a uh, cycling accident when he was a child. So oh. he just was put off cycling and just didn't want to do it. And then he revisited it when he was in his thirties, wow. and basically found um, that there was nothing really for adults to learn how to cycle um, yeah. at that time. And this was um, twenty ten. So he thought, okay, let's solve that problem. He kind of gave up his corporate job and he set up um, Glasgow Bike Shed in July 2010. And it was just a stall in the Barras at that time with him, a few friends and some volunteers. Um, And that's how um, uh, Glasgow Bike Shed was born. And then um, a couple of years after that, they moved into the West End branch, which is in Finiston and Haw Road. And we've been there um, ever since. Um, We've got a team of um, about 50 plus people Mm -hmm. and... um, People um, are aware of the, the work that we do um, around Glasgow, but majority of the work was projects around Glasgow. But yeah. based, uh, for for the bigger part of it, we were based in West End. So last um, May we opened up our Southside um, Community Hub on yeah. Victoria Road, and now we're in the heart of Govan Hill, which is fantastic because it's a completely different demographic. Yeah, it's a completely different um, set of issues, and we're kind of part of the South City Way Works, which are a new kind of road and cycling infrastructure going from mm-hmm. Queens Park all the way through to. Merchant City. Amazing. Um, So that's pretty much how um, Bike for Good started. We are a charity and a social enterprise. So on the social enterprise side, we receive um, donations, bike donations, and we rebuild them and sell them on as refurbished bikes. And the ones that are beyond repair, we um, strip them apart and use them for parts. So we're very environmentally conscious that way. Nothing um, goes in landfill unless we can absolutely help it. We try and reuse everything. So we sell um, secondhand parts or we kind of use them in our repairs, etc and they're available as an affordable option for people as well yeah um on the charity side we've got a number of projects um the community hub being one of them mm-hmm. we've also got a project called wheel being which um started off as a gp referral um project and it was people that were um borderline mental health issues or disabilities and it was um getting them on a bike and um, that project saw amazing, amazing returns where their mental, physical um, well-being improved uh, massively. Um, so that was a really, really successful project. And then the third project that we had running was Bike Academy, which mm-hmm. was basically working with young people, um, upskilling them. Um, young people, particularly at schools that are disengaged with the education system, kind of upskilling them, giving them yeah. maintenance skills, giving them skills as they're leaving school um, for a different path. Um, so those are the kind of main projects um, that we've had running a bike for good for the last couple of years that's absolutely amazing that's i mean it's covering so many different things which is absolutely fabulous and and i had no idea that it all started in the barras which is is amazing yeah uh-huh so i mean it was i mean it was one person's vision um, yeah i mean obviously we've kind of developed since then our of course. vision um is a city where everybody benefits from cycling so not necessarily that everybody cycles but definitely everybody that benefits from it and some of the things that you've been saying about pollutants yeah well we totally understand that and there's little mm-hmm. to no pollutants um, when you're cycling and yeah. there's just so many benefits to it as well um, and our mission is to basically enable people to um, cycle as their main mode of transport so that's pretty much very much what we're about that's the core of what we are that's absolutely fabulous and and the fact that you're supporting everybody so no matter whether they have you know physical disability or emotional issues or mental health issues or doesn't matter you can still get on your bike and you can still be supported to do that which absolutely. is fabulous yeah we try and help whoever we can and there are, there are some cases where we're not expertise so for example where you said kind of physical disabilities yeah and we, we put you uh, in touch with partners that maybe can so freewheel north over in glasgow green are 
they're fantastic for that they've got a lot yeah. of adapted bikes etc so we understand that's not our expertise and we're quite happy to work with partners that are experts in that field so we work um, quite actively with them yeah no definitely which is brilliant and it's another thing that you see happening a lot in environmental sectors people partnering up and working together and yeah. and i mean isn't that an ethos as well that we want to encourage is that that people should be working together it shouldn't be a competition it should be let's see how we can benefit individuals communities the public in every way that we can and if that means working with other people then that's that's just part of the job for everybody definitely which is fabulous i mean wow i'm really blown away and, and i found this as i've been doing the show how how involved and how many different areas different organizations are covering and and things that you know i've worked in the environmental sector for a while my family's worked in it for a long time thought i was pretty clued up about things but i have learned so much on this show about different organisations and about things that I thought I knew about them and, and had mm. no idea and it's it's just fabulous. Every day I feel that I'm learning something which is which is amazing. And mm. talking about learning though, can you give us a wee bit of an insight into yourself, Shagufta, if you don't mind, and tell us why did you first get involved in working in the environmental sector and how did you get involved in working in the environmental sector? It was really completely by chance. I kind of okay. say it's karma because um, yeah. one of my first one of my first roles after I graduated was with General Motors, um, so I probably uh, worked for one of the biggest contributors uh, to climate change in the world. Yeah, um, and I kind of feel that this was this was my karma um, to be able to do this. So I got into it completely by chance. Mm-hmm. Um, after I had the children, I was on maternity leave, um, and I was looking for a role um, that was that worked around the children. Yeah. Um, that was flexible. Um, I was developing into my faith at that point as well Alhamdulillah. Um, and so whether I would, was able to pray at work and yeah. how I dressed for work was a big issue and I remember at that point I just started wearing an abaya um, and I remember saying to my mum who's going to give me a job in an abaya yeah. and um, I, well, I've been a student of Almazan for years mm-hmm. anyhow and I went in one day and met one of the directors um, and he told me about the um, a project that they were working on basically yeah. a funding application that they were doing and they needed some marketing done and my back, background is marketing so I did this marketing project for them for a couple of weeks and before I knew it, I was involved in the funding application um, and then doesn't I doesn't always happen though before you know Absolutely. it that's it you're roped in you're part of the family and the furniture now oh pretty much yeah and then I was um, then I was offered the role of project manager for that and oh, it was only good. for 18 months and and I remember thinking I'm not a project manager this isn't my line of work this isn't really what I do yeah but after having a chat with the, I think I was running it through with my mum and she said, Shigifta, you would be crazy to give this up. You know, it's with a Muslim organisation. Yeah. It's flexible around the children. You're your own boss. You know, you can manage a team. You can you can do all those things um, that you kind of miss from that corporate role. Yeah. So I thought, why not? I took it on and I very much saw it as I'm a project manager and this is my role. Yeah. And I remember reading this um, amazing book and it was 199 Ways to Please God and one of my colleagues brought it, bought it um, through our funding and I thought, how am I going to sign this off in expenses? They're going to be like that. She's buying religious books with this funding. Yeah. And I read it and this book blew me away and it was basically, it made me realise that the work that I was doing and my dean were one and the same. Definitely. And that's when, that's when my passion really, really developed and this was written by um, a revert environmentalist sister from um, the States. And it was just, I mean, it was split through all the different areas. So there was bits in energy, there was bits in food, there was bits in transport. And it just showed me how many Quranic verses, how many hadith, how many examples there were from our prophet and the Sahaba about green living. And I was hooked, basically. And now I don't see myself doing anything different. Much to to my family's detriment. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's amazing. And and it's it's amazing that it can show you that, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you have studied your whole life for. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something that you have, you know, that you've, that you've aimed towards for your whole life. You know, we've had different people in the show talking about their experience, talking about why they got involved. And everybody has had a very different path mm. into working with the environment, which is brilliant. And it just shows us that, you can get into it at any time, at any age, with any background. Mm. You know, and alhamdulillah, especially as Muslims, it shows you that the Muslim organisations are, the Muslim organisations are, um, are doing so much in order to, to get, to get, to be part of it and to get mm. to be involved. And, you know, we can really work hard as Muslim organisations to, to encourage that, encourage the, the environmental aspects of our deen. Mm. Which is is absolutely fabulous. Well, that's the thing that was the biggest realization is the fact that we are we should be pioneers of this. We should be leading the way in this. And currently, yeah. um, in Glasgow, I mean, we've got a very healthy picture. There are a lot of uh, Muslim organisations working in this field. However, there's also a lot that aren't. Um, and I feel we need to be leading the way in this because this is what our faith says, whether we realise it or not. No, definitely, we really do need to be striving forward and pushing forward. And I know that there has been loads of of really great CCF projects and other projects out there you know from Muslim organizations that are really trying to trying to get into the area and really trying to focus on it and show us that as Muslims this is important as Muslims this is part of our deen as you've said you know and 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 this is one of the main things that we should be doing and 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 looking after our creation as I've talked about before in the show you know it's so important that Allah has provided us with this amazing creation and and we should be looking after it for ourselves for future mm. generations and not just squandering it because you know our time is so short here and we should never be squandering it so you know alhamdulillah is another way that we can praise our creator you know, which is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, if we, it's just about our intention. So if we, like all the tips that you were saying, you know, walking, cycling, getting public transport, but if our intention is that we're doing this to please our creator, we're doing this to protect the environment, we're doing this um, because this living is what our dean tells us about, then that is ibadah in itself. You might be walking the kids to school, you might be going to work, but when your yeah. intention is that, then that's ibadah. Definitely, mashallah. You know, it's, it's amazing. And it's that thing of, I mean, who would thought that just going for a walk just going for a walk mm. can be can be part of your belief system. Absolutely, you know it's it's one of the only religions that that smiling is is an act of charity, and they are having a walk mm. is part of our our deen. So every single thing that you do, yeah, could be a form of ibadah if you if you look at your intention. Mashallah, I mean that's just that's just amazing. That's wonderful, but you know. Talking about our, our dean and also our community and and our intentions and everything, you know, working with inte- working with individuals and working with our community and working together as a community is very important. And can you tell me why um, bikes for good see that is so important? Working at a community level with with the community. We can only make so much change ourselves. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. And I read this quote by, um, I think it was a Buddhist monk from um, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically saying that, you know, he wanted to try and change the world and he couldn't. Um, and he realized that he should have started with himself. If he changed himself, then his family around him would have changed. And if his family had changed, his yeah. town would have changed. If his town would have changed, his country would have changed. But people working together. And it yeah. was that realization that don't think big, 
don't go out there and think right who are the masses of people that I'm going to work with you start with yourself you make the change with yourself and then it grows from there and that's why community work is so important we um, the bigger part of what we do so I kind of touched upon the fact that we were a social enterprise and a charity the bigger part of what we do is that we get funding to work out in the community to deliver as much of these um, activities that we do for free because there are people out in the community that are ex-offenders or people with um, disabilities so sorry can I stop mm -hmm. you there a lot of your services are completely free yes uh that's Um, brilliant for the the community hub um, in Victoria Road yes uh everything that we do um, on the charity side is completely free that's fabulous that's amazing sorry on you uh-huh. go I, I just, so what yeah. I was saying was so some of the people that the kind of hardest to reach people or the kind of people or that are on the bread line or poverty line and um, people that don't have access um, to these things those are the people that we want to work with so we want to work with vulnerable work vulnerable people we want to work with yeah. women that, that are hard to reach um, I mean I had one particular lady who we, we were doing a lesson with and she said if it wasn't for this lesson I wouldn't get out of the house for days oh, and that wow. really touched me because I thought yeah. to myself you know there was obviously some kind of mental um, issues there you know maybe some depression maybe some anxiety yeah and that really is things like that it's feedback like that that makes me really realize that the work that we're doing is so important so anyway but back to the community yeah. we want to we're, we're we're out there to work with everybody and that's why govan hill is such a hot pot um for us to be in because yeah. there is so many diverse cultures diverse nationalities diverse um languages and then you come out and you've got Strathbungo and you've got Shawlands, which are a bit more affluent and yeah. everybody's kind of living in such close proximity and those are the people we want to work with. So um, the difference between Southside and West End is pretty much community. West yeah. End is a completely different um, environment than um, than Govan Hill is and we work with community. So a lot of the work that we do is with local community groups that are working with, for example, women mm-hmm. or um, the Roma community or asylum seekers or refugees. And we see that um, as essential. We want to work with the people that pretty much don't have an awful lot going for them yeah. and offer them some skills and give them a way to get out and about and improve their health and improve their family's health. Definitely. So that just shows it doesn't matter what your background is or your circumstances or what your life is throwing at you at this particular time. You can still get involved and, and it yeah. can really benefit your life. Completely. And one example I can give on that is the Govan Hill Gears project, which is yeah. a small um, project that's funded for Awards for All. And we basically started... Um, having uh, the local kind of Roma kids drop in um, as soon as we pretty much open they're disengaged with school um, yeah. they, a lot of them don't always go um, some of them um, are offenders as well yeah. um, even though I mean some of them are only a couple of years old, five oh. or six years old um, they can be and it's just a completely different um, system for them so we, we started having them come into our kind of drop in after school clubs um, but then they were mixing with everybody else and they were yeah. completely you needed completely different skills to work with them they're fantastic cyclists but obviously english is not their first language yeah um and they're very keen and they're reading to go and they're off whereas yeah. uh, the general public necessarily isn't like that so we developed yeah. a project called govan hill gears which is working with mm-hmm. that community a couple of times a week dedicated for them where we can work at their ability so we take them out mm-hmm. and we basically harness that energy in a positive way we take Amazing. them out on rides we let them see their kind of local environment how to get about um we don't really need to teach them an awful lot of cycling skills they can probably yeah. teach us yeah um, and we do some maintenance work with them so maybe when it's pouring outside although the rain doesn't really stop them normally yeah um, we can kind of teach them how to um, repair their own puncture or f- do minor repairs to their bikes because they don't have even a couple of pounds for 
eight in our tube or yeah. ten pounds to pay for somebody to change their um, puncture. So that's a fantastic project of us kind of seeing a need in the community, and it's a very small group. I mean, it's only about thirty children, but working yeah. with them over the course of for a year um, and really kind of upskilling them and kind of taking them off the streets and, and not giving them the opportunity to go out and, and vandalise something or be in trouble. Uh, and we were speaking about working with communities and about active travel and about sustainable travel, but we were really focusing on working with communities and why this is so important. And Shugrifta was explaining to us about working with the Roma community and, and it just showed us that your services are really being tailored towards the communities that you're in, that you're surrounded with, and, and this is fabulous. So can you tell us a bit more about work with the communities? Yeah, uh-huh. so another another example that we found was, and it could be maybe my, my, that my team is predominantly female, um, yeah. and a couple of us um, are, even in the trainers are Muslim, but we Brilliant. find a lot of people coming through our doors wanting to receive cycle training or cycle lessons was females yeah. so we developed a project called pedal pathways which is basically just working with women um, teaching them how to cycle and getting them out in lead rides which has been fantastic so Amazing. we are really I, I guess in the first year we've done a lot of um, kind of really trying to get to know the community and yeah. then develop services for them our, I mean our kind of overall services for everybody so we do lead rides we do lessons we do um, maintenance classes we do fix your own bikes we do doctor bikes therefore everybody and then within that we've kind of realising actually you know this would be fantastic for this community and this would yeah. be, and that's just the tip of the iceberg those are just a couple of the projects that are kind of in development in um, being delivered at the moment but there's loads more that are in um development and all of this mm-hmm. is because we understand that you on your own you can't do anything and a lot of yeah. um, where we are it's um, disengaged um, communities there's so many different nationalities so many different cultural backgrounds and they've all um, on their own um, and there's not really yeah. an awful lot of integration and there's a lot of good work do- being done in Govan Hill to integrate those communities Definitely. so we very much want to be part of that and then on the other side it's about a common cause um, it doesn't matter which country you're from it doesn't matter what your background is but Act, uh, traveling actively and, and and cycling about that's for everybody that's our common cause and we're we're kind of very um, strong on that and we upskill people to realize that they can make a change so we want them to go and learn themselves mm-hmm. we want them to go and take their families on that journey but then after that we want them to become champions and pioneers and take their communities forward and that's pretty much what we're working on that's amazing and 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 so you're doing everything that you're not just teaching people how to cycle you're doing everything how to look after your bike once you've learned to cycle mm-hmm. and also because I know that everybody's not comfortable going out and cycling by themselves all the time you know some, some people like myself are but not everybody is and and so you do lead rides so that people can go out in groups and mm-hmm. they can build a confidence and so that they can get to a stage where they're comfortable to, to commute or to travel about on their bike in whatever way that they want to by themselves which is fabulous that's mm. amazing and and also just working with all the different communities and and that's one of the great things that I've seen with bike for good is that that you really are working with a whole range of of communities and that you're working to bring communities together so you're not only working with them individually you're bringing them together in as you said a common cause which is is great it's really good but tell us Shikufta, why is active travel and cycling so important for us well, can I going back to your int- uh, introduction, Lindsay? Um, yeah. The way we travel in this country um, 
is the biggest uh, contributor to climate change yeah. and environmental pollution. So we feel that the things that we can do will have the biggest am- impact. So on previous projects, you know, I've worked on all areas. I've worked on energy, food, um, transport, etc. Yeah. Um, in the home, it's n- it's definitely energy, but as a as a country as a whole, it's definitely active travel. So that's where we can make yeah. the biggest gain. So I would probably say we really kind of need to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have an issue with poverty in Scotland. Yeah, we're um, really and cycling is something that can be free or at the very least very low cost so when I'm saying free for example so if you don't even have the funds to purchase a bike or or, or receive lessons all of our community program is free so we offer free loan bikes to people Oh, wow. um, short to medium term if you want to kind of try it out and see how it fits with your lifestyle um, we do um next uh, bike memberships which is the kind of um, cycling infrastructure around Glasgow so we do the subscription we kind of waive the subs- £60 subscription and give that to you for £3 or for nothing if we feel that even the £60 is a barrier for you so you can get bikes for next to nothing cycling lessons we can take you on lessons for completely free so if you don't have any funds at all then we can help you with that um, cycling is um, important for the environment because it doesn't rely on fossil fuels yeah we won't even get into that debate you know that's a yeah. show in itself um, and it's, it's completely uh, devoid of that mm-hmm. um, and then on the air pollution side I remember reading some stats um, about I think it was Bath Street um, or one, uh, somewhere in city centre it was the most um, yeah it was Bath Street uh, yeah it was the, had the highest forms of um, air pollution um, in Scotland and that really worried me because it's only a couple of miles from where we are and I'm yeah. regularly um, in that nick of the woods with my children out either in foot or in car or by bike and I'm thinking that that's one of the most kind of polluted areas so we're trying mm-hmm. to do some work on air pollution so we've got a closed drone event happening on the 22nd of June in West End and what we're trying to do is oh, wow. something that's been done in New York so they have um, a stretch of a busy road that's closed off for five or six hours to um, transport basically to cars okay. buses etc so you're either walking or you're cycling um, and they have demonstrated how air pollution has dropped even in those five hours wow so, um, so just such a short space of time can make uh-huh. a difference it can make such a big difference so that's what we're we've kind of um, trying to embed some of that and we're trialling it this is the first of the um, this type of events that we're doing in Glasgow um, so that's we're going amazing. to trial that so we're going to measure air pollution before and we're to measure air pollution during the event and then afterwards to see what kind of impact this has and hopefully if it's successful which I pretty much know it will based on air pollution then we want to replicate those events around Glasgow we want there to be periods or places which are completely closed to traffic and we really want those communities to be able to see that they can take their families out and be safe from pollutants where possible Um, that's brilliant that's absolutely fabulous and and, you know like we're saying we we live very close to the city centre a lot of us and, and that pollutant isn't staying in a bubble just above Bath Street. It's spreading throughout the whole of the city. And and we've seen in other cities, you know, around the world, not just in, in the UK, but around the world where the pollutants are so high that children are actually dying from asthma simply because of the pollutants. And we don't want that kind of thing to happen here in the UK. I mean, asthma is, is hard enough and, and difficult enough. And, you know, there's lots of children with, with breathing health issues and things and, and adults and older people, of course, as well. But children are very vulnerable to this. So having, as you said, closed streets and, and areas where people can be out and about on their bike, on foot, without all the the fumes from from transport is is brilliant and and hopefully that will you know take hold and and we will get more areas and more streets that are are fossil fuel free Mm. 
which uh, would be fabulous. Yep, completely agree with you. And that's that's just the tip of the um, the you know iceberg. There's so many um, reasons why active travel um, is important. Um, one of the things I mentioned was the South City Way. Yeah. So we want to create a city where walkers, cyclists, um, public transport users, um, car users, everybody lives alongside each other. So um, the car user isn't out to get the cyclist, the cyclist isn't yeah. out to get the walker, etc. Everybody's kind of living in harmony. And the South City Way kind of um, replicates um, or, or kind of um, ensembles some of that in the fact that everybody will be catered for. Um, we're brilliant. kind of realising that people's travelling habits are changing. So we're not a car user or we're not this. We understand that we walk for some journeys, we cycle for some journeys, we take the car for some journeys and we yeah. public transport and it's about celebrating all of that and ensuring that people are aware of their impact and yeah. so that they make those changes for themselves for their families and for future generations now that's brilliant that's absolutely fabulous and you're so right and it, one of the most one of the big issues i find for cyclists and for walkers is is the fact that they they don't feel that they have their own space they don't feel that they have a right to use the, the transport links and the roads in the same way that cars and buses and things do. So that's fabulous that there's going to be new initiatives that are going to give everybody their own space. You know, we're not going to have drivers shouting at cyclists. We're not going to have cyclists shouting at walkers and walkers shouting at everybody. And, mm. you know, so it will cause a, a much nicer way of for everyone to be able to travel, which is great, which is really good. But, you know, talking about the South City Way, um, Obviously, this is a, an innovation that Glasgow is really pushing forward. But what do you think? I mean, I know this is quite a big question that I, I'm going to ask. But what do you think kind of on a world scale, you know, or even on a national scale? Are we going far enough? Are we going far enough to promote sustainable active travel here in, in Scotland or, or even just in Glasgow? I think Scotland has a health, quite a healthy um, outlook. Um, yeah. And I think the Scottish government are quite actively promoting it. However nothing in my opinion is ever enough until yeah. until there are no um, gas guzzling cars out there um, yeah. and everything is kind of run on environmentally friendly modes I don't think we're ever going to do enough so mm -hmm. although we're doing a lot but there's still so much scope um, for us to be able to do so much more I mean we're only really looking at um, you know transport around Glasgow I mean we haven't even touched on air travel yeah. um, and you know again that could be a whole topic in itself yeah, but there's, there's so much more that we could be doing mm -hmm. yeah no you're right There is there is a lot more that we could be doing but you know the Scottish government are are looking at, at the issues out there and they are trying to address it and they are moving forward which is which is brilliant but obviously change is going to take time and and it's not just about the change that that the government's going to do and and that the local authorities and even organizations like yourself are doing it's about the changes that individuals are are doing and want to do and can do you know and, and talking about individual change can you can you give us any hints or tips Shagufta about about ways that, that people can get more involved or people can start changing their habits. Yes, uh -huh, absolutely. So you could, uh, we could absolutely begin with ourselves, and that's what I kind of started off the show yeah. with. We could have a look at how we travel and what the impact of our travel is, and which of those journeys that we currently do by car, which of those we could do by foot, which of those we could do by bike, um, and if and if cycling is a, an issue in the fact that um, we don't know how to cycle or we don't have access to a bike, then you know, come and see us. We can teach you to learn um, how to ride a bike for free. We can yeah. give you access to bikes. We can do all of that for you. Um, the Second, I would really get your family involved. So how are you taking your children to school? How are you getting your groceries, etc.? Think about those. And like you said, you know, if we're, we should be really, be, most people are living within the catchment area of their schools. So, yeah. Um, we should be able to walk um, our kids to school. We should be able to cycle our kids to school. Definitely. What about groceries? You know, we don't, we're, 
uh, Glasgow as a model is moving to these kind of hyper shopping malls that are kind of out of city where you kind of need a, a car and the kind of high street is dying. Yeah. However, we, we know from environmental and a climate change point of view that we really need to support, support these local independents. So um, go out by, uh, by um, walking and go out on your bike and get groceries maybe more often, um, but get them locally uh, um, and see a difference in your health uh, yeah. and, um, and make a, um, a difference with, um, com- with, with our communities as well. Then there's, um, if you've got a bit of time, then you can volunteer. So we've got four, so many different projects that we work with. So we have a number of volunteers um, and we give them a lot of training. So we, um, we can teach you uh, mechanical skills. So um, how to go out um, and fix uh, minor to kind of major repairs on bikes. We can teach you to become ride leaders and cycle trainers. So you can go out into your communities and take people on rides and, and fix, help fix bikes and, and just pass that cycling bug along and, and teach people to cycle. And I've worked with a, quite a lot of really inspirational people and that's what they do. They yeah. is their job and that's what they do on a volunteer basis. They're just all about getting as many people on a bike as possible. Um, So it's about all those um, regular change. So you decide what that change is and make one um, change every day. And we've got a great poster at work and it always always makes me giggle. And there's a picture of a car and there's a picture of the bike. And the car says, this runs on fuel and makes you fat. And the bike says, (laughs) this runs on fat and saves you money so oh, you know, there's, there's so many benefits to it I can't I can't stress that enough no definitely and you, you touched on a point there which is, is really important to this show and that's just one thing if you can change just one thing you know you can be picking it from from one of our transport shows like today you know get on your bike get cycling get walking you know change the way that you're driving or you can be picking one something from one of our other shows but just one thing can make a massive difference as as we know and you know and and it's really important and you know Shugrifta talks about that that poster there and the fact that 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 is going to make a difference it's going to make a difference if you get on your bike to your health to the environment and to your pocket which is alhamdulillah absolutely fabulous who wouldn't want to to impact on all of them mm. but Shugrifta before you go please tell us how do we get in contact with your organisation so if you're um, if you're close to the West End then come in and see us we're on um, 65 Hall Road in Finiston okay. um, if Southside's more convenient for you then we're next door to Queen's Cafe on Victoria Road just beside Queen's Park um, it's 509 yep. Victoria Road um, give us a bell um, um, we are 0141 261 in Southside and 0141-248-5409 um, in West End or engage with us on social media so we're um, on Facebook um, Bike for Good Glasgow or Bike for Good Community Hub um, we're on Twitter um, and drop us an email pop by and see us there's just so many different ways to get involved so if you're currently not engaging with us come in and see us and we can transform your life amazing Shagirsa thank you so much for joining us in the show today really absolutely amazing and some great hints and tips and, and also just some amazing amazing projects that that Bikes, Bike for Good is doing throughout the whole of Glasgow. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you very much Thanks. for having me. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. salam. Now, folks, I mean, really, really inspirational um, information there, really inspirational work that's going on at Bike for Good, you know, really pioneering and moving forward in every way that they possibly can. And as, as Shugifta said, it's not just about cycling. It covers it covers so many other aspects. It's not just about, oh yeah, I've got a bike, let's get on it. No, it covers so many aspects of your life and can really change your life getting more environmental with your transport and with your travel. 
and talking about you know getting more getting more inspiration with with your travel and, and transport and stuff let's pass over to Nana for a few words of back in the day and uh, she may be looking at travel but you never know it's Nana she could be looking at anything Nana welcome thanks for, so much for joining us Hello and welcome again. This is Nana. Hope you're all doing well. Tonight we're going to talk about transport. Transport is a really important part of all of our lives. We all have cars and camper vans and cycles and motorbikes. And in fact, at one point, um, we had loads. We had two cars, camper van and 11 motorbikes. Unbelievable. We weren't very environmentally friendly, were we? Not really. Anyway... So the first thing I'm going to say about transport is try not to use it. How about going for a walk? How about walking to where you're going? Walking is fabulous. It's good for the environment, but it's also really good for us. For the people that do it, it's great. We can walk just a short distance or a long distance. It's up to you how long you walk. Get to know your neighbourhood. Walk around your neighbourhood. It's amazing how many people are in your neighbourhood that you don't really know. And when they see you walking regularly, they smile at you and before you know it, you're chatting to them. Go for a walk in the park. It's great for the soul. You see lots of people, young people, old people, people sitting chatting. Go to the botanic gardens and have a look round, see what's there. It is absolutely fantastic. But if you haven't got time to walk, I have to question yourself about why. It's not that hard a thing to do and it's really good exercise. But when you have to take the car, which we all have to, the stress involved is unbelievable. First of all, you get into the car, then you go to where you're going, can't find a parking space. And before you know it, you've parked the car after going round and block three and four times. And then you have to pay for the parking. So you've used fuel to get there, which causes emissions. And also you've put the fuel in the car. And also when you get there, you've got to pay for the parking. And then you've got a time limit to get back to get the car. It can be quite stressful. So how about public transport? It's much easier than you think. Remember, if you're over 60, get a free bus pass. And you can go on buses all over Scotland free of charge, which is just fantastic. No having to park, no having to pay for parking, not having a time limit to get back to get on that bus again. It's just incredible. Also, you can have a reduced fare if you're over 60 on the subways as well. And if you use a smart card, you get reduced fare. Public transport is convenient, easy to use. You can pick up leaflets um, at the bus station. You can pick them up sometimes on the buses themselves. And also you can go online and check train times and bus times. It's a good way to travel. It's a good way of getting about. The other thing we can all do is cycle. And you know what, all the pick-up points that they have now for hiring a bike, it's easy to do, pick them up, drop them off, and off you go for a cycle. But if if you want to cycle more than that and you want to cycle in a group, or you've never experienced cycling, there's lots of things you can do. Cycle hubs are all around Glasgow and they give lessons to people. You can learn to ride and they'll take you out until you're confident. They'll give you all the information about the... the um, 
transport laws and what you can and can't do, all that sort of stuff. They also like to go on planned outings and quite a lot of people come to that and maybe half a dozen people will go out for a nice run, a local run just around the local district or you can go further depending on your own ability and your own confidence. But you can build that up by doing it. So always remember, think before you get in the car. The other thing that if you're part of a group of any sort, you know, you might be a mother and toddler group or you might be one somebody that goes to the Sakina group, whatever group you go to, there's other people going to that group as well and you're all taking cars. How about before you finish a group one night saying to people, anybody fancy a lift next week instead of bringing all our own cars? Not only will it be good on your purse, but it would also be good to share and have somebody to chat to in the car. So think before you always use your car. Anyway, that's enough from me tonight or today. You take care and we will talk again soon um, and enjoy the rest of Ramadan. Bye-bye. Nana, amazing as always. You really do fill us full of inspiration and, and looking at things that we have all forgotten about, that we've all forgotten about, that, that we should remember from back in the day. But, you know, talking to Shagufta earlier and, and in bikes, Bike for Good, we have to remember there are other projects out there as well. If you're not in a position where you can access the south side or the west end of Glasgow, there are projects, CCF projects, um, social enterprises and so many other projects that are up and running and, and really focusing on getting people into active travel all around the city. You know, there's Almazan where myself and Shagufta used to work. There's um, Green Dean. Uh, so Green Dean, that's ourselves, what we're talking about. There's Green Guardians. Um, they also have cycling going on there. And there's lots and lots of lots of different organisations out there to support you through this journey. And it really is a journey and a really important journey for all of us. And as I was saying as well before about just doing one thing, one action, that's all we need to do. That's all we need to think about is one action because that will lead on to other actions. And I myself did this. So I started working at Almazan, as I said before, a couple of years ago and really interested in the environment. And I was already living what I thought was a reasonably environmentally friendly lifestyle. But slowly but surely, I learned more and more and more having, you know, working there, but also being part of the community. I learned so much from the community and from the people who I was working alongside and with and being involved with every single day. And slowly I realised, actually, I can get on my bike. And I did. I got on my bike. My husband had been cycling for years and he said, you know, yeah, let's give it a try. Let's get you, you know, a bit better. And and so I started just occasionally, you know, one day a week cycling to work, cycling backwards and forwards. And eventually my husband said, you're a bit of a liability because things kept falling off my bike, you know, like my bag and the stuff that I needed for work. So he got me a basket so that I could transport my, my stuff, everything that I needed uh, around the city with me. So we got a basket and that made it a lot better. So I really customised my bike to suit my needs and my travel needs and the more I got used to cycling the more I thought why have I even got a car as I said at the beginning of the show you know I got I got rid of my car because I live in Pollock Shields but I thought what do I need a car for so I got rid of my car and started doing all my travel by bike or by bus or by subway or by foot and you know okay sometimes it's late and you're tired or you got to go a wee bit further and there have been times when I've had to use taxis and things you know but that's life you have to you have to take the rough with the smooth and um but mainly it was cycling and you know it's amazing because I am getting healthy, I'm getting fit, 
getting some fresh air. I'm able to take routes where I'm cycling through the park rather than cycling on the streets, which is great. And also it's an activity that I can do with my husband. Sometimes on Saturday afternoon, he goes, let's go for a cycle. And off we go together to the park. And the things that we see and the people that we meet, it's absolutely amazing. It doesn't need to just be, oh, cycling as, as, a, as a chore. No, it can be a fun activity as well. And I use it as everything. I use it for commuting. I use it as a fun activity. <clears throat> I use it as time to spend with my husband, time to spend with my loved ones. And that's what active travel should be about. Time together with other people or time with yourself where you're doing some good for yourself, for the environment, for your pocket and just making life a bit easier for absolutely everyone. And that's, isn't that amazing that doing environmental action, you're helping everybody without even realising it. And part of our religion is all about charity and helping others. And there you are on your bike, getting fit and healthy and you're actually living the dean you know alhamdulillah what more could you ask but folks thank you so much for joining us today on green dean it has been an absolute pleasure to have been joined by shagufta anwar and you know hopefully hopefully we can take one thought and one thing and hopefully you will join us next time on green dean For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.